Hey guys, welcome back to the Trees and Gratitude podcast. This is Brooke, and today we have our second guest joining us on the podcast today. You may remember them as the Wanderpreneurs. Uh, this was a family that I interviewed back in May of 2019, and they are a family. Uh, they have two children, and they're full-time RV travelers with their two children, Kaysen and Kalista. And um, la- two years ago, back in 2019, I was getting in touch with them and interviewing them um, as they were beginning their journey. Um, I was watching them on Instagram and watching them how they just kind of took off and and lived the simpler life um, and really explored all there is to see in the United States. So um, here is Lauren. She's coming back for another conversation as we talk about what life is like for her still out on the road as a full-time RVer. Also how things were during the pandemic for her and her family. Family, um, and how she is teaching her children uh, this year, doing a new curriculum. And um, yeah, so we're just going to dive in into the all of the goodness with the Wonderpreneurs. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Well, this is Brooke from Truth and Gratitude, and I'm so excited for you to have a conversation with me today here on the podcast. Yes, thanks for having me again. Yes, absolutely. Well, I really want this to be like just a supernatural conversation and just kind of let you explain to us how life has been going um, for you guys because the last time we chatted was on the blog and that was in 2019. So I'm sure a lot has changed in two years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So where are you guys right now? So we are currently in Las Vegas, and we're actually here for a few months, which is not typical for us. We still move pretty often, um, but our kids had told us that they missed playing sports, and so we said, okay, well, we can just stay put in the same spot in the same city for a few months, enroll you in fall sports. Um, Our daughter's going to play, or she's doing gymnastics, and our son is playing baseball, and it's really cool to have the option to just kind of settle down for a few months to just get that experience that they missed from when we were living in a house. Right. Right. And how do you think that you guys will feel like after settling down, you know, cause you guys have been kind of all over. I think when I last spoke to you guys back in 2019, I think you had like nine States crossed off maybe by that point. So you guys have been like on Probably. the move. So like, I wonder how oh, it's yeah. going to feel like settling down, you know? Yeah, it is a little weird, but right now it's been nice. I mean, we're, we're almost at the three-year mark of, tra- of full-time travel, wow. and we have moved really quickly um, over those three years, and, you know, part of it's just because there's so much to see, and we just have enjoyed it, right. um, but it is, I think we are, we were at a point where we're like, okay, like, we feel good about just settling down for a season and letting the kids do that, but I'm sure once the season's up, we're going to be itching to keep going, so. Yes, you know. absolutely. <laughs> So do you know how many you guys have, how many states you guys have marked off by now? Oh, I should have counted on the map. Um, <laughs> a lot. Yes. We've done the entire west. Wow. We've done the entire south. Um, there are some states in the middle we have not hit, and we have not taken the RV all the way up the east coast yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our plan, and then COVID hit, so we were right. we, we kind of uh, put a halt on those travel plans for a little bit. But we still have to do the east coast, and there are a few in the few states in the middle we have to hit. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that was one question that I had was like, how has COVID affected? 
you guys and just everything right now because for for me you know I I go to my job day in and day out I'm a teacher we have protocols to follow and and to be honest with you like I yearn for that travel that adventure and nothing has stopped me you know I've, I've had a baby during the pandemic I've had we've had adventures that we've gone and done but you can tell that for some people you know they have really just stopped everything they've stopped their adventure they've stopped exploring and you can see how um how that really affects the mind so how is that has COVID really affected you guys at all or y'all like nope we're going we're doing it it really didn't affect much um when it first hit we did get um we did kind of get stuck in a specific campground, but it was when we, we weren't sure what was going on. We were like, okay, what's this thing going on? And mm-hmm. we were in Florida at the time and our plan had been, we had spent the winter in Florida and our plan was to in the spring, once it started getting hot in Florida to head up the East coast and explore the whole East coast. But, um, a lot of the campground stopped letting new people in. Yeah. And so the campground that we were in, they were awesome. And they said, you guys can stay as long as you want. Um, we're not letting any new people in and so we were there for maybe six weeks and at that point that was the longest we've been anywhere but we actually we were in the middle of nowhere Florida in a tiny little town that had zero cases for almost the whole time we were there and we were parked on the river in a beautiful spot and we were with friends and so you know we kind of quarantined with a few other families just because we didn't know you know whatever and we really it didn't affect much except we did stay put for a little bit longer than we normally would but we still you know with our little family group our our family of friends um we had dinners together and you know we would just send one person to the grocery store so it did halt our plans for a little bit but then we continued traveling after that and it didn't affect um too much more than like six weeks that that really about six weeks is all that it affected us and it was really nice because we were already homeschooling anyway right and I I know that a lot of people it was a huge change and a huge deal for because you know kids were at home and they didn't used to be and you know just everything was kind of crazy for a lot of people where for us it wasn't that big of a change yes so I have so many questions based off of that like just I'm just my mind is like firing I'm like yes because in my mind right now I'm like okay for me as a teacher, you know, and not to get too much into it, but you know, I just don't know what the future holds. And I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people feel that way right now. You know, we just don't know what the future holds, what decisions that we have to make for ourselves and for our children. And it's, it's a little nerve wracking. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, what does homeschooling look like? What would, Hey, what happens if we decide to go live in our camper full time? Like, you know, those kind of decisions are already crossing my mind, but I did see on Instagram where you are doing a different curriculum with your kids and it was unschooling. And I've heard about this mm-hmm. one time from someone else that I follow. It was actually the thousand hours outside lady, Jenny. Um, I think I found uh-huh. her through you and she'll actually be on the podcast in the next few weeks as well. But I feel like she okay. had mentioned something about unschooling and I, I just want you to explain like, what is that exactly? So unschooling is basically homeschooling without using a formal curriculum. And it's very child interest based, like Mm -hmm. based on your child's interest. That's what you study. Mm -hmm. And when I first heard it, I didn't hear about it until we hit the road and we started meeting other travelers. And I was kind of mind blown. I was like, wait, what? You let the kids decide what they learn? That sounds so foreign and so crazy. But the more parents that I met and I met their children and they were intelligent, they were like just great kids. And I was like, wow. And then I started meeting some people who 
they had raised their kids like that and they were in college and they and they were in the military and they were like thriving adults and they used this method and it really intrigued me but it took you know I started learning about it about three years ago and Mm -hmm. but still the first two years of us homeschooling we still used curriculum because it just it it was very scary because you're letting go of a lot of the perceptions that you have about what school should look like what learning should look like um but yeah this year it's going really well so far um we really dive into the things that the kids are interested in and kind of the reasoning behind that is that you know well there's a lot of reasoning behind it but you know (laughs) some of the benefits of it are that like and one of the first questions people always ask is what about math like what kid is going to choose to do math well the thing that we've learned from some of the other parents that have done this with their children is that um like for instance there's one family and what they do is when their kids would turn 16 at that point they've been unschooling and just following the kids interests until that point but around the age 16 they do ask the child okay what life path do you want to take do you want to go to college because Mm -hmm. we're going to start preparing specifically for college right now Mm -hmm. and they said that at 16 years old you can learn 16 years worth of school of math in in a few months absolutely when the yeah when the child has a reason for learning that like they say well I I have a goal I want to go to college so I know I need to learn these specific math you know concepts or whatever to get to college and it's so easy once the child's older more mature and understands why they need to learn these things yes and so that was just so interesting to me and um so yeah we go to the library a lot we're doing a ton of reading I've always wanted my kids to be good solid um readers and they are which I'm thankful for and so they they just read I get they pick out some books and then I also pick out some books just on subjects that I think they would find um interesting and we just read a ton and uh we research anything they have questions about you know well let's look that up online or let's let's see if there's a YouTube video that we can learn the answer to that and it's just really been interesting because it it kind of brings back the passion for learning it takes out the oh I hate this I don't want to do it and so they're excited to learn and it's been so interesting to me just in the short time that we've been doing this to see how it really sparks their imagination like it's Saturday this morning but I woke up this morning and walked down to the kitchen and the kids were making they each were making a board game they said we wanted to make our own board game and they had paper and scissors and all this but and they I, I just feel like when they have more time Time to be creative and mm-hmm. to do things that they think of and, and when they have the idea they're excited about it it just sparks their creativity and their imagination and they're doing more creative things on their own all the time which is just really cool to see yeah absolutely well as a teacher I can tell you that I can totally see the value in that um, I mean I teach a I teach world language I teach um, Spanish to lower school students but I've always said like you know what we can sit here and learn the language all day but until you make it um, where it impacts their life and it's attractive and it's interesting, you know, that's when they'll dive into it. And uh, this year, actually, the reason why I'm having Jenny on in a couple weeks is because our school started a, I guess you could call it a nature school. On Fridays, we do Forest Friday and we have an outdoor oh, nice. campus. And, and really, honestly, it was selfishly kind of for, for myself and a couple of other teachers because I'm like, I just want to be outside. Like, I know notice a huge change in just my attitude and just how like how I feel um and so really my mind was like let's get these kids outside and get them to see things 
think about it and then wonder about it and ask questions and just kind of let, let nature guide us, you know? And at first I'm like, man, we are the hippie teachers of the school, but (laughs) I swear like these kids are like, what is this? What is that? I mean, it's, it's just sparked so much conversation that is actually meaningful that they're going to remember. And so like, what have, what have you learned from nature? Like what have your kids learned? Like have they, did they appreciate nature as much, you know, until, because I know you guys are always like hiking and things like like that, but did you guys have that big of an appreciation for it before you guys got started? We've always loved the outdoors, but we just found ourselves being so busy that we didn't have the time to like go out and explore as much as we wanted. Just we, you know that, and which is one of the reasons we hit the road. We were so busy that we, yeah. our passions, which were like hugely the out, outdoor related activities, were getting pushed to the back burner because of meetings and schedules and just all the things that we had going on. And so it was something we always wanted to do more of, but just didn't have the time. And then when we left our house, left our busy schedules and hit the road, it was so fulfilling because we are outside all the time. And I will say the past few weeks, we have been outside less because it's been in the triple digits yes. of Las Vegas. So oh, it's been very hot. Yes. Um, and we're not used to that. We typically follow um, mild weather, which mm-hmm. has been, in, for the most part, great. So Because for three years, almost any day of the year, we go outside and it's nice weather. And yes. we can, you know, go on hikes, go on walks and do things like that. So that's what our goal is to follow the mild weather. It's just been unseasonally hot uh, here right now. But yeah, we, I mean, the kids have just, you know, become very passionate about the outdoors. And like you said, it sparks so many conversations and so many questions. And so a lot of our learning is based around animals and um, just things outside that they see or things like that. I mean, national parks, we love the national park system and we go to national parks anytime we get the chance. They just have so many great programs for kids um, where the rangers will teach the kids and um, they get workbooks that they can like learn about that park and um, yeah, I mean, we love the outdoors and we definitely do. I mean, we most of the time spend most of our time outside, honestly. Yes, yes, that's amazing. Not to keep going back to this unschooling thing, but it just blows my mind as a teacher. I'm like, wow. I mean, I'm in a private school, so we do get that freedom. But, you know, in my mind, I'm like, okay, so where does the accreditation come from? Like, do you have to prove to somebody like, Hey, my kids did the learning. Like I know the state of Georgia is pretty easy with like, okay, I promise I'll teach my child, you know, a certain number of hours. But I mean, like, I mean, I know your kids are younger, but what's going to happen in the future? Like proving to someone that they know what they know. Is it just testing something? So, yeah, I mean, every state is so different. Um, And a lot of people that do hit the road, they pick their domicile state based on homeschooling laws Uh um, because some states are very strict. And like I said, Georgia really isn't that strict. Um, So like in Georgia, we I have to test them. I believe, I believe, uh, starting in second grade every other year or something Mm -hmm. like that. But I don't turn the tests into anyone. It's just kind of for our you know, like our knowledge of of where they are, whatever like that. But, you know, so we go and, you know, last year when I tested them, they tested so high above where they should be. That kind of also gave me the 
pushed to like they're learning so yes. much like you don't like because it can be for a new homeschooler and we were new homeschoolers when we hit the road it can be very intimidating to you you just want to you don't want to disservice your kids you right. want to make sure that you're giving them everything they need and they're learning everything that they can be and when I saw their test results after you know two years of homeschooling and doing so much outside I, that really gave me the confidence to try unschooling oh, and yeah. so yeah you can you can unschool and then they can absolutely still go to college they can go into the military they can do anything they want and like I mentioned earlier you know when they get to a certain age probably like in the teenage years they'll have a better idea of what they want to do right. you know my kids don't know now if they want to go to college or anything they're 10 and 8 but you know in several more years once they have even more life experience and everything they can kind of decide what they want to do and then like I said we'll start preparing them for that at that point you know are you going to need to take the SATs then we'll you know we can get you some test prep books or yes. you can take a course to prepare for that or whatever you yes. need to do um, so homeschoolers can and even unschoolers unschooling is just a for another form of homeschooling and it's it's legal in all states wow um, okay and so it just depends on and, and there's so many different forms of unschooling like some families they are very very relaxed with it and they just they don't even they just say kids you you find what you want to study find what you want to learn and and it's just you do whatever you want to do and even yeah. if that means like playing video games because they they say well there's a lot you can learn from video games and just like they're very very like, on one end of unschooling and then there's some right. unschoolers <laughs> where the parents are a lot more involved and it's still child led, but the parents are just still more involved, like right. just kind of fostering certain learning experiences and things like that. So there's all sorts of extremes in one unschooler. You can't just lump all unschoolers together because people do it so differently. Right. So you, and we're still kind of figuring out what, exa how exactly it's going to work best for us. But we do, you know, I still have the goal of preparing my children for whatever they want to do in life. Yes. And I will be right here with them to help them if they want to go to college or, you know, go into the military or work with animals or whatever they want to do, we're going to be here to help them. And I just think that when you are following child's interest and like my daughter, she's super into animals. And so we're, you know, just doing all sorts of things with animals. And that is just growing a passion with her within right. her even more where I feel like if we were at home and I was pounding math facts into right. her head for hours a day and, it, you know, if a child hates math like I had a friend and she said and she did unschooling after a while but at first when her daughter was in school she really really had a, a big struggle with math and she said that you know our instinct is if a child is struggling with something well we need to get more right um, okay well you need more math you need to practice more you need to do it more yeah that just makes them makes them hate it more right and instead of just taking a break because what she realized is my daughter math is a struggle for her so she's most likely not going to have a job one day where there's a ton of math <laughs> right. in her job same not same <laughs> right yes. yeah it's not something that she so she's not going to go find a math job yeah. so why am I spending so much time making her memorize these yes. facts and it's, it's a struggle every single day and so that's when that family decided to you know they, they said she really loves animals let's focus more on her love for animals and yeah. she has since graduated and she works with animals that's now. amazing she doesn't do it like she's not a math 
competition. She doesn't do anything like that. But since her parents decided to focus on her love for animals, she was able to get a job working with animals and she's a thriving adult. That's what her passion was. That's so. amazing. And I think too, like just hearing you talk, like you guys are giving your children such amazing opportunities, like just, just getting out and like opening their eyes to things all around them. And so their interests will grow. They literally have a sampler right in front of them to be like, you know, I remember this trip when we went with mom and dad and we were here and I saw this one thing and now I want to, you know, pursue that. And I said, I think that's amazing because there's so many kids that they won't ever get that opportunity. They don't know what's out there, you know? And so I I just, I think that y'all are doing a great job with them. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, and I think too, selfishly, I'm like, man, this sounds amazing. I would love to give this to my girls. But the one thing that comes out of my mouth every time is my child, my oldest, I have a four-year-old and then a 15-month-old. Both of them are very sociable, but the four-year-old is so social, loves talking about all her friends at school and just, and I'm like, man, if we ever did something like that, like how, I just think about you guys, like when you go to a new place, like how are you guys meeting these people and just becoming good friends? I mean, I asked that and I'm like, well, I guess you just go introduce yourself, you know, but I mean, nowadays (laughs) people just don't do that anymore. So, I mean, how are you guys becoming so close with everybody in like a different place. I feel like RVers are some of the most friendly, outgoing people. I agree. Maybe not everyone's outgoing, <laughs> but everyone's very friendly. I agree. And so I just think in the RV community, it's easier to meet friends than, say, when you're in a house and everyone's busy and you're more focused on your schedule and where you have to be. Generally, if you're if you're an RVer and you're out at a campground, you're there to relax, to enjoy yeah. life. And, and so you're just in a, a little bit of a different state of mind. And we have found it to be easier to make friends on the road even than it was in a sticks and birch house. Right. Um, and there's so many opportunities even around the campground just to meet other people. There's usually a plus swimming pool. So when you're out there with your kids and your kids start, you know, swimming or playing with other kids, you, you strike up conversation with the parents right. or even at the playground, the, the RV park playground. That's another great place to meet people. And even like, you know, sitting outside in the evening, we might be grilling out a lot of people cook outside and we grill out a lot and people are on walks around that time of day and people will walk by and you know we're the wanderpreneurs and we haven't plastered on the side yes. of our RV and a lot of people will ask questions like yeah. what does that mean wanderpreneurs yes. you know and so it just strikes up conversation I mean you can really strike up conversation based on anything when you're in the campground because it's always new people that you you know haven't met yet and you can see they might have a sticker of a national park on their a trailer that you haven't been to before and you're like oh have you been there what did you think of it it just seems to be very natural to start up conversations with strangers in RV parks like it's just become something that we do and I will say also there are so many families that are doing this now that we run into the same families over and over again and part of that is because yeah, we're Thousand Trails members, and Thousand uh-huh. Trails is a collection of campgrounds. And so when – I think Thousand Trails has, I think, 81 parks around the country. And when most of the families that we meet uh, are Thousand Trails members, we just run into them over and over again. And that could either be by accident, but a lot of times we've planned it, you know, when we really hit it off with another family and our kids have made friends with their kids and Aaron and I are friends with the parents. 
we will just ask them, you know, where, where are you guys going next? Where could we meet up again? And it's just being intentional about meeting back up. And our kids love that. I mean, we are rarely by ourselves at a campground. There's all, almost always someone that we know that's going to be there at least for part of the time we're there, which is awesome because they always have people to play with. Yes. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I know people ask you guys a lot on your social media and I know, I've seen your, your responses and I'm like still in my mind, I'm like, how does she make this work? But I'm like, you know, I know everybody's thinking like, okay, I'm ready to sell all the stuff. I'm ready to go pack up the camper. Let's go. And I remember telling my husband that in the beginning of the pandemic and he's like, babe, I don't think they have virtual firefighters. You know, he's a firefighter. He's like, I don't think I could be a virtual firefighter. I'm like, dang it. You know, but, but really like in this time of uncertainty, I'm like, you know what? this might happen like this. I don't know if we'll be able to bounce all over the place, but we might have to go hit it up in the local trailer park because this might actually happen. And, um, you know, for me, I'm like, okay, how do you guys make it work financially? Like what are your jobs? And I, you know, a lot of people say, well, we do things online, but I just think about the people like, I'm not savvy online. I mean, I am with the podcast and the blog, but it doesn't put the bread on the table. So how are you guys making that work? Well, you know, you keep working on the blog, yes. and it, it could be it yes. could very, very well turn into a source of income. You know, it takes time for yes. sure. We started a travel blog when we first started, and at first, obviously, we weren't making any money from it. But now, um, as we've built our social media and our blog, that has become my job. Right. And um, I was a, a professional photographer when we hit the road, and I left my clients behind. You know, so I didn't really know how I was going to make money, but the blog has turned into you know companies will reach out to us or brands and they want advertising basically and so like I offer all different types of um, packages for a company that wants to a sponsored blog post it might be a, a blog post on our blog or it might be a sponsored Instagram post where they're paying us to talk about a certain item and of course we don't just promote every company right. that, that comes along because we want it to be something that our, we think our um, audience would like. And it, and it has to be a good quality product that we believe in too. But um, yeah, you can partner with, or we just partner with a lot of brands and um, it's actually turned into a nice source of income that I didn't really expect. I didn't know that that would happen, but that's been awesome for me. And then my husband, Aaron, he has his own company building websites and he did that before we left. So that was, we knew going to be our main source of income. But the thing is, our cost of living is so much cheaper now right. um, than it was before. But that's not the case with everyone. And I will say that if you just stay at RV parks and pay full price, it can really add up. Because in some parts of the country, RV parks are super expensive. Right. And the biggest money saver that we did was just getting a campground membership. And like I mentioned before, we have a membership at Thousand Trails. And there was an initial investment and then uh, I think we pay $500 a year now, and we stay at any of their parks um, all around the country for free. Oh, wow. So it's like a no-brainer. I mean, yes. it, it saves us so much money. You know, you think about the old mortgage you had, right. and now we're paying $500 a year. Yes. It, it's really crazy. So, you know, you can you can travel as cheap or as expensive. If you have expensive taste and you want to live like a tourist <laughs> everywhere you go, you're eating out all the time and doing all the expensive touristy things, then this lifestyle could be more expensive, but it right. can be a good money saver if you do it the right way. Right. 
Well, wrapping it up, I just want to, I want you to kind of like speak to people just about if you can, from a wellness perspective and just what this decision for you and your family has done for you and more of a wellness aspect. I know that that word wellness and self-care is kind of thrown out there, but really just on a mental, emotional, spiritual state, like how has this changed you and, and how can you just give someone advice who may be interested in doing something like this? Oh, wow. It has changed us so much. Um, first, just I'll talk about the physical okay. aspects that has changed us. Um, I, It's amazing how stress affects your body. Yes. And just everyday stress. Like, I, we had a good life before, but like I said, we were busy. And I would have neck trouble. My joints would hurt. Like, you know, and I just chalked it up with just getting older. I was like, right. oh, I guess I'm just getting older. You know, it's just part of life. And it was amazing. Once we hit the road, got rid of our obligations, and we weren't rushing around everywhere, how my body just reacted to a a more relaxed lifestyle. Like, I feel better physically than I ever have. And I'm 40, you know? And I'm like, this is the age where things are starting, normally starting to, like, fall apart. And it's really been interesting to look back and see how I feel physically so much better and less pain now than I did before. And the only thing... The only reason I can think of is just stress. And that blows my mind to like, you know, realize how much stress affects you. And then also like just our family togetherness. We are so much closer now than we ever were before. I mean, we live in 400 square feet, so you can see why. (laughs) But even just really to see my kids' relationship just blossom. um, They were getting to the age where like they were in public school. They were getting their own friends and just kind of growing apart. And again, I just figured that's just what happens. Like they're not going to be close like they were when they were little. But as soon as we hit the road and they were together all the time, they have gotten so much closer they have such a sweet special bond and I know that it would not be like that if they were in in school like in separate grades and separate classes with their own friends and and everything and I just I mean that alone is just invaluable to see the sweet relationship that it's brought out of my kids um so yeah physical and then then also just like our um you know, spiritual, just, I don't know. I feel like we see the world differently and we see people differently. The more you travel, the more people you meet, we just have such a love for people. And just, I don't know. I just feel like you, you meet people from all over the world in this lifestyle. You meet people with different beliefs, with different backgrounds, and just really being able to, you know, open your mind and, like not judge people because you're not going to be surrounded by people that believe just like you or look just like you or think just like you. And it's very, it can be challenging for some people. And it's been a really growing experience for us to just love and accept everybody. You don't know if you invite, Hey, everyone come over to our campfire. You're going to get a whole bunch of opinions, a whole bunch of personalities. And it's just been a really growing, uh, it's, it's, it's provided growth for us just to really, experience like really loving people without judgment and um I don't know yeah it's just made us grow in so many different ways we feel healthier we feel um I don't know more connected as a family just more connected uh in a lot of different ways so it's Uh, been awesome I just love that so much and I'm like I remember when I first started following your page and I'm like yep Yep, this is what we're going to do. We're, we're going to figure it out how we're going to do it, but this is it, you know? And I live a very simple lifestyle, very simple, but I'm like, you know what? I think it could get a little bit more simpler. I really do. And and I think that just what's going on in the world, you know, I think that 
it might help us live a little bit more simpler, you know? So, um, that's awesome. So where can people, uh, you know, get in touch with you or follow along, like give us some, give us some ways to just follow and support you guys. So our blog or our website is www.thewonderpreneurs.com and it's W-A-N-D-E-R, like wander, and then preneurs, P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S. Um, and if you find our website, you can find all our social media, but if you just want to hop on Instagram, we're at the dot wanderpreneurs and then our facebook is just the wanderpreneurs with no dot so basically if you just google search the wanderpreneurs you'll probably find all that stuff yeah (laughs) that's so amazing i just thank you so much for this conversation it's just it's so nice and it, it just shows that you know it is possible and even if you know it obviously if someone cannot just hop in their rv and just go like i hope people will just be inspired to just get out and have a little bit of adventure i mean i remember asking you that two years ago and you were just like you know try to find a little bit of adventure in your day each day and so i Mm -hmm. hope that i hope that people can see that and feel that and being inspired by that but uh, i love watching you and your family and um i just i'm so i I feel like i should say i'm so proud of you guys but i'm like who am i to say that but i am i'm like look at them go this is so awesome so I just thank you for everything. You've got people here in uh, Georgia rooting for you. So um, I just wish you guys the best. And I hope that you guys enjoy Las Vegas and, you know, settling down for a little while. But I know that you guys will be out again soon. Yep. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was yes, awesome. Yes, yes. Well, uh, guys, I hope you'll turn, tune in to the Wannapreneurs. They are awesome people. And uh, Lauren will be seeing you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys, what an amazing conversation with Lauren and just uh, talking all about her family and everything that they're doing. I hope that you guys are inspired. Make sure you give them a follow and see all the great things that they're doing, the amazing ventures that they have. I'm so ready to like get rid of all my shit right now and literally pack it all up and let's go. Let's hit the road. So anyways, guys, continue to be raw, be authentic and be you.